0: LJ is the founder of Natural Wellness Academy, which offers training for holistic health and life coaches and certified clinical hypnotherapists. After healing herself of an autoimmune disorder, she started Raw Fusion Living, a website that showcases healthy lifestyle choices. LJ is also the creator of Design My Course a program that teaches people to showcase their knowledge and create passive income in the e-learning industry. LJ, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you, Millette. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: You know, everybody loves to get inspired and, and learn from people. But before we jump into your business, I want you to tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not at work.
1: Well, I would say that I'm a very multidimensional person because I have a varied interests, and um, I like to research things. So I spend a lot of time reading. That's my probably favorite thing to do. And I live in a pretty part of the country. I'm in Tampa, Florida, So I, and I have four dogs. So I like to take them out walking and be out in nature too.
0: Jumping into more about your business, Everybody just gets so interested in how somebody got started, what what got you into what you're doing now. So I would love to know, how long have you been coaching? And how did you really get into it in the first place? Well, I started coaching back
1: in 2010. But really, my background is as a therapist and an educator in the fields of psychology, specifically Jungian psychology, psychoanalysis, and hypnotherapy. But coaching was really something I came to as I became interested in natural wellness. You
0: know, everybody knows that starting a business can have a lot of ups and downs. Rarely does it ever, if ever, does it go in a straight upward climb. So can you talk to us a little bit about a time when you were building your business that maybe you had a big disappointment or, or something just didn't go the way you had hoped?
1: Well, I worked for many years as an international trainer. And uh, at the time, I was living in Southern California, and I used to tell everybody my morning's Tokyo. So I would go to Tokyo and from there on many other countries and training people, as I mentioned, therapy and psychology. And I became ill. So there was a period of time that I wasn't very functional. I think that when we look at times in our lives that have been challenging, there is always that gold hidden what's what would be a horrible situation because it is what eventually impelled the coaching field. But uh, I remember at a time I was was getting older and I thought maybe things were just not going to happen for
0: me again.
1: (laughs) So I think that would fit in to, to what you asked.
0: So how did you move past that?
1: Well, um, I was—I had an autoimmune disorder, and at the time, it was back in um, 2008, 2009. So they never specifically diagnosed me or gave me a name for what I had, but it was uh, almost like a chronic situation. And I also was getting constant shingles, like every three months. And if you've ever had, just not a fun experience that you want to keep replicating several times a year. Mm. So um, it, it was—it was kind of interesting um, how it, how it came about because I love synchronicities, being a. Um, I started to understand that it was it must have something to do with the food and food allergies. Um, I I before that was very much a mental person, spiritual person. But I I think I I joke around that I was kind of like a talking head. I think I didn't really quite own the fact that I had a physical body and that it needed proper care. And hmm. so as I was researching, um, I found an article that said, well, if you go on a raw food diet for 90 to 120 days, you will knock out all of your food allergies. And I thought that was really interesting. But the only thing I knew about raw food was that I used to buy these snacks at a place in Newport Beach, California. That was from a, um, I would buy it at the health food market. They were from a place called Good to Go. Food. So the very next day, a friend of mine in Arizona, uh, it, my friends were worried about me. And she was at a, kind of a functional, integrative type of she would go to a weeding um, with physicians and people who were in the field. And she brought me out this that week's case study. And the next day, she contacted me, said, LJ. They said, get your friend on a raw food diet, ASAP. And I thought, wow, that's reading this yesterday, but I I really honestly just don't know enough about raw food. And then the the very next day, three in a row thing, I connected with somebody I knew when I lived in Southern California. We used to box together, actually, and she was a lot younger. And she had been going through college. And she said, "You know, I, I hated my corporate life. It tearing up my soul. And I'm doing now would give so much, so much passion." You do. I am a raw food chef at Good to Go. <laughs> oh my goodness! And needless to say, I went raw <laughs> the very yeah. next day. And and so you know, having all the time on my hands because I couldn't do much, I did a lot of research. And um, I I'm a writer. I've written eight books. And so getting all excited, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, I have to tell the world about this because literally in less than two months, I was like a brand new person. So I, you know, had to go and tell the world about this. And my husband said, this is a very fringe lifestyle. Many people would not be willing to do it. Why don't you use it? Why don't you make it more main? And I, and he came up, he actually coined the phrase, Raw fusion living. So I was fortunate in the fact that I, I started building a following very quickly. I was doing raw food classes. People were seeking me out to do the coaching as I was writing my book hmm. on raw food. So that's kind of the
0: impetus of what, what got me going. So how do you still do raw food or did you just do it for that period of time?
1: I did it very high raw for about three years. And uh, for a lot of years after that kind of raw fusion Raw Fusion, where I was trying to keep it 50% raw or higher. I do have to say that in the last years has been more challenging, but one of the things that we do, and it's, it's a great idea, you know, for people who are coaching in whatever field, this is just, you know, in the health coach, I do little challenge. So we have, you know, Dr. LJ's 21 day raw food challenge, invite people and in, you have a face, invite them into any level, you know, even if a day. And, and quite honestly, when I do these things, Millette, it's great because then I'm kind of accountable and I have to do, <laughs> I have to do it <laughs> along with everybody and, you know, stay true to myself. So. Yeah. Uh, so that's, so periodically I will do that. I'm, I'm actually working on a new book right now, which is based on kind of a fusion of Asian and matter taking a, a very mindful approach, you know, mindfulness part of what I teach also. So, um, I'm playing around with, um, ideas and rest in that now. So eating less raw, a little bit more cooked food. I'm kind of intrigued by the whole 30 right now. We're going to challenge
0: with that. You know, you mentioned something a, a little bit earlier about, you know, when you started doing more with the raw food and you, you started teaching about it and, and, you know, doing challenges, you had people actually seek you out for coaching. When did you feel like your coaching business was starting to gain some momentum and, you know, maybe hit like a tipping point where you didn't have to, to maybe work as hard to get the, to get people in, but, but they were beginning to come in on their own?
1: I'm very much of the belief that when there's ready, the student will appear. And I think that there was something that had shifted and had generated the strong desire to help people. Mm. And so the coaching business built um, rather quickly and rather organically. But my model for my life has always been being a mentor. That was where I have always felt more impassioned by anything that I do. And so towards the end of 2012, it occurred that I had a lot to share with coaches and because of my background, I mean, every time that I would coach people and I would do some coaching long distance Skype, but a lot of it were, were people that were local or they were willing to come out here. And I found that, you know, not only was I feeding them, but I was going to have to work with that were much deeper. You know, the, the old saying that they say it's, it's not necessarily what you're eating, but what's eating you. And it occurred to me that holistic health coaches are limited, um, especially there is a school that I won't name that I'm sure everybody will know, you know, and they like a honey diets, but when it really boils down to it, in order to have a chain that's going to stick with them, know how to affect their behavior in a positive way. I, I, one of my favorite authors um, is Margaret Mead, the anthropologist, and she said that it is easy to change religion than the way they eat. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> okay, you know, that's a mouthful. I mean, you think about what goes on in the world, you know, for religion. Sure. And that's when it finally coalesced that I needed myself and trained coaches in a way where they would have life coaching skills and not and I'm and not undermining the holistic health, but rather than just holistic health skills also. The life. And so at the end of 2012, I had a newsletter and I put it out in the newsletter. I was doing a lot of TV at this time. Um, I was gaining kind of a real following through my blog and I said, I am going to start the natural wellness academy and we're going to have the first certificate behind the holistic health with the life. And I didn't even start sending out. Actual learning experience until March of twenty, but I already had at least six signed up by mm. that point. I think it was just an idea that really had come of time that people understood that if they wanted to be
0: a health coach, that it was going to be so beneficial for them also to have a life coach. Right, that's that makes a lot of sense because. You know, like you said, it's difficult to stick with a diet change, a change in your diet. It's easy for me anyways, it's easy to go on a diet if I know that at the end of maybe a set period of time, I don't have to do it anymore Right? <laughs> because it's just hard. It's difficult to make that sort of a really big change that is different from the way you've always been.
1: Well, that's why, you know, diets are hard. You know, it's really w- what we're all seeking is a lifestyle, a lifestyle that works with us, for us, allows us to live. Because when you go on vacation, when the holidays come, there has to be a way that even if you indulge that you rubber band yourself back, Mm-hmm. rather than playing this kind of game where it's um, the yo-yo dieting, because that that actually it's a lot more problems and not just the physical problems, but also we tend to be down on ourselves. You know, that's the human condition. You know, it's the zeitgeist of our time. We're down on ourselves. So every time we, quote, fail, unquote, at a, you know, at a, a new diet or something that we're going to try doing, then we have more ammunition that inner critic in us can chop us up a little bit more in our heads and make us feel crappy, you know. so So that's where I started to train these coaches that were going to be able to go in areas.
0: You know, that's something that I haven't really heard a lot of. And I guess that's that's why, because it's just not taught that way. But mm-hmm. I think that's a very interesting concept that I don't know. It just it's almost like, why doesn't everyone teach it this way? It it just makes a whole lot of sense to be able to affect not just people's health, but then to have that support for them as they try to integrate that into their life as a whole.
1: Yes. And, you know, and there are people that have that training that they have gotten from, um, from schools that are, are just very, um, diet related or eating related. So we, we also created a supplemental course so that somebody who is a health coach can have these skills that our graduates have. So, um that that became apparent after a while because i would constantly get um calls or bin the program and saying i don't know what to, you know can i work for you and i'm like well really quite honestly you don't have the training you know that that i have or that i give you know mm-hmm. so it, it became apparent that we needed to offer that sort of a a supplemental and even my my um, grads uh, have gone on many of them when I launched the, uh, the clinical hypnotherapy training I would say that probably like 60 at least 60% of them have gone on take that training because again you know when you can add on the skills to fight hypnotherapists then you can even go deeper and you have a lot more to offer and we've just now uh, launched a uh, gut health specialist because things are moving so much in that direction about the gut the microbiome the fact that our mind and moods are so entrenched in what our Environment of our gut is like.
0: Yeah, I heard somebody. I was having a conversation with someone about um, this this teenager that I know that eats nothing, really nothing much, but carbs and junk food. Mm -hmm. And she had said something to me like, you know, oh, well, does he get sick a lot? And I'm like, no, actually. He's one of the healthiest people I know. I've never known him to be sick and and she said, "Well, when all that uh, good stuff in his gut goes away, he's going to be sick a lot." And mm. I was like, "I don't really understand that, but but in a way intuitively, it kind of made sense mm-hmm.
1: Well, when you're young, you know you you have all that great intestinal flora going on, but it's so easy nowadays, most of us have candida, and so when you're eating a lot of carbohydrates and sugar and unhealthy foods you're pretty much feeding that yeast. So it just, kind of takes you over. I mean, a lot of times um, I'll go kind of in and out of just not having any sugar, and and, and, and you literally feel like part of you, it's kind of like a um, little shop of horrors, you know, like <laughs> Seymour, the plant. It's like, feed me! And you, yes. they, and, and you do, you have these organisms inside of you that are that are searching for food, and 90% of your serotonin is created in your gut, too. So we, um, one of my students, who did a fabulous job on her final project, she decided to, uh, she, come. It, it, it's interesting. Interesting, you know, because people go through this whole transformational journey with my my course. And she thought she wanted to do something with hormones, and she realized that she was fascinated by that. And as her final project, she did kind of an outline, started a first chapter, and showed me what she wanted to do her book. And then she wrote this book, a great book called Buddha Valley. And then she she's approached me and said, "I want to do my own course." So we put this course together and refining it through the Natural Wellness Academy. So that was really nice too, just the bearing fruit, mm-hmm. you know, of seeing because um, our you know most of our grads who are out coaching are, are doing a good job because they they've built up a lot more confidence because they've had their own transformational journey going on and see themselves in a different way.
0: You know, everything that we've been talking about so far, you know, you've you've mentioned that you've written eight books, you have started this program to train people in, you know, several different, a lot of different courses, Mm -hmm. you help people create their own courses, you've got a lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say has been your favorite achievement so far out of all of that?
1: Oh, you know, I love mentoring. And I think, you know, I'm reaching a point in my life as I'm getting older that I, I think that that you need to share. And, and you know, I look at women now in their 40s, and, and I love mentoring. And not just, you know, I have, I have um other, I have men that I mentor too. But for instance, seeing Brittany come out and have this course and have it so well received today, more of my grads wrote today that they want to get involved in that one too. That, that is always gives me the most pleasure is to bear fruit. And that's, Um, to see people making a difference in the world, because that was what was happening to me. I mean, even as a therapist, I thought I was a pretty good therapist, but I think I shine more as a teacher. And I remember in Japan, and I was very, very well known there. I mean, constantly, you know, because I was the first person to do therapy training. And I remember, um, I think it was on the show. And they said, so what will happen if one of you is better than you? (laughs) You know, would that upset (laughs) you? And I said, hell no. I mean, that means that I, I was a really good teacher. And that I is is really defined is that I want I want to see people get ahead um, you know even so when I was even coached too I knew that just a limited amount that I could do that it was better for, um, and I don't want to use the word clone a silly word but I mean you know because each one of the people who trained with me I don't need anybody to be my clone because they all have their beautiful wonderful personality that are shining through and their own journey that they can share with their clients their coaching clients.
0: Yeah, I love that idea of being able to to recognize that even though you have all this training in being a therapist, that you really like the idea more of of teaching. You Mm -hmm. know, that's that's really cool. What would you say that you're most excited about creating next? Do you want to do more mentoring in your business? Well, I I started doing design my course a couple of years ago
1: and and how I started was I was invited to a, um, a large wellness, uh, I guess you'd call it a, a seminar, that was going on in London, um, and like a three-day event, and they invited me to be a speaker. And one of my colleagues was going, and we were excited because she lives in New Jersey that we could hang out together in London. And and she's a great author, a great writer. She's written a couple books. She's a, va- a wonderful speaker too. And she came schlepping books. You know, they gave us a, a small stipend, but she was mm-hmm. hoping to sell books and. I knew better, you know, because I, I just I've, I've written books, but I know what the industry's like now, and that that's not like a lot of money on when you're speaking. And so I brought just a few books to put on my table to, you know, speak to people to give them away. But I knew I had a course to sell, and she sold seven books, you know. And again, no reflection on her. And and the next year she's like, "Algie, they invited me back," and I don't want to go and just like go in the hole again. And I said, you need a course because I I can't figure this out. I have so much material. And so I started design my course really by writing her course, which I haven't spoken to her in a while. I know is last April I spoke speaking about a friend and she had already made six times back her investment. Oh, wow. course. So um, I, then I realized that that was another way of mentor. because as my husband and I started to research for coaches, for speakers, for entrepreneurs, small business owners, online education, it is a, hundred and fifty billion dollar industry growing by leaps and by bounds and I wanted to be able to help people who were entrepreneurs get in field and so that is like a whole other element of how I'm doing anything from mentoring or coach to consulting to actually creating the course and I don't do really the technical stuff but I have staff to do that too so we you know that it's just a, a whole new incarnation I would say of coaching for me.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of courses, just because it's just a way, obviously, it's not passive in the sense of of creating it. But once you have it created, sort of like a book, you know, it's there, it's always there.
1: Oh, it's yeah, it's passive income. And it's great. You know, you'll have people that will pay for your course and not do the course. Now, that doesn't give me pleasure, because I really love the course, because I want to get to know them. But uh, it does happen, and, and I would say a huge percentage of the money that I take in becomes passive and create the course. That's why I like to look at that model. Sometimes it's a time saver. Now, there are courses, kind of a course that I call a mastery course, that they're not necessarily come bearing in the moment. So I work with coaches who have a certain amount of baseline information that they need to get out to their client, that it's going to help them, it's going to automate the process of what they're doing. For instance, I'm a sports coach right now, and so there's a certain amount Amount of information that her kids that she's coaching, but also the parent, and you know, having a um, an NHL player, you know, in my family, I'm under, I do understand how parents do need coaching in terms of their children. Um, getting into sports. So that type of information automated. And it also creates a lot of goodwill because if your clients feel like you carry, you care enough about them to educate them, you can create a course that they're going to go through. Of course, you can just put a whole bunch of information on your website, a lot of blogs and videos, but there's, you know, this whole new generation wants to be engaged and interactive. So having a course, course, is a great way to keep people engaged and make them feel important as you're educating. I work with doctors, for instance, one of them who does four vein surgeries over and over and over again. And so we're educating his his patients, you know, and their families in a very fun, engaging way. And it's saving him time. And let's face it, time is money when you're a coach.
0: Right. So almost like a interactive, frequently asked questions. <laughs> You know, that's wonderful, Millet. Nobody's ever explained it that way, but it is true because,
1: you know, I have, so, I don't know if you've been on the website, but man, there's just too much information. We're trying to, right now, we're building a separate website for Natural Wellness Academy. We actually did, but it, I, Really did not like what this person did, so (laughs) we're we're redoing it. My um uh my technical my main technical person wants to redo it. She's finishing up her masters right now, but um but that's that's true because you can go on there, but you can get lost. It's just like somebody wanting to create their own course. Like I've worked with people who've had several hundred YouTube videos, like their own channel, and they've written tons of blogs and articles, and they've been in interviews. All of that stuff can be repurposed. You know that great blog you wrote. Three years ago, that you're so proud of, but that nobody's seeing, can be part of your course. You know, so this is what I do: is I show a person not just one course, but a whole line of courses that they could do, a whole funnel system. And then eventually, um, not everybody starts out with the training, the trainer's type of course, like I did with Karen. A few people I'm working with, but. Um, sometimes they start out with a consumer course, you niche information that, that would have. The other thing that's that's cool with that is that you have incredible reach all around the world. I have students in 15 countries, you know, from, you know, uh, New Zealand to Botswana to Finland to Norway. And, and, and I'm kind of an introvert, but I love people, and this gives me an opportunity to really interact with people all over the world without having to, you know, mes- I love to travel, but not necessarily having to travel, you know, because I used to travel so much that I would literally got tired of it. Now I kind of like to go back, you know, I'm speaking again,
0: and I am traveling. But well, speaking of speaking, (laughs) there's, (laughs) there's one thing that that a lot of coaches don't really realize. And that's that, you know, there's a lot of ways to generate money as a coach, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be just strictly, you know, one on one coaching, a lot of different things online and offline. So I'd like to talk a little bit about how you're generating revenue in your business today.
1: Well, a big part of my business revenue is through online, you know, because that does, you know, that's that kind of wake up and have that money when, you know, while you're sleeping, you wake up to money in your PayPal account. So that is a way that I generate Um it, doing the speaking, I think, is good for a coach too. getting yourself out there. And you might start out a few times and do it for free, but you shouldn't underestimate, you know, give value to what you do. Um, see if there's something that you can offer in your key or to businesses that are nearby, uh, that can be monetized. Now, I, I do understand that people who are listening would be coaches in all different arenas. So. Um, You know, for instance, I'm starting to work with a nonprofit uh, that has 130 offices around the country and I'm doing like a wellness, but I'm doing mind, body, spirit wellness. So finding, really honing down and figuring out what your niche is, is I think a good thing for your listeners to do. And then really contemplating all the ways that you can let the world know.
0: So what you're talking about doing with uh, with the nonprofit, that almost sounds a little bit like doing some consulting work.
1: Well, what I'm doing really is I'm, I'm going in and I'm doing a worksite wellness uh, long event for them. You know, it's um, we, we kind of make almost a full day of it. And um, so I'm, I'm, Preparing some food for them, but the main meal is brought in as lunch, and then we go into mind and spirit in the afternoon. But um, I, I do consulting in several ways with them, like if um, some of them are hiring me to kind of assess the area and try to find out what the healthier options are. So that would be consulting. Or maybe working one-on-one. Now, the cool thing about having a, um, I have some consumer courses that I did. One was an alkalinity challenge and the other was something I call the S-Talks Talks. talks, But everything else, you know, salad, snack, shakes, you know. So what I do as a speaker is I have on my um, menu of services, you have your, of course, your fee, your honorarium, which you're paid for speaking. But you have other things that you can offer them. And one of the things that I offered was um, they can, I will subscribe everybody in their office to my consumer courses for X amount of dollars. And I made it very low because it's already created mm-hmm. and it's a numbers game. So if they have 25, you know, one office has 25, another has 20, and that's 40, you multiply that out if they take that option. That's just found money. You know, it's the time of me to scribe them in.
0: Right. That's a wonderful strategy to find ways to get people to sort of upsell yes. some of your other offerings and some other products.
1: Well, this is why I'm, I'm working a lot with speakers right now, because even if you have a book, I mean, yes, it's great to have a book because you can sign them to people. But nowadays, even the associations who are looking for speakers or look speakers that can have developing these long term relationships, because, you know, you motivation kind of goes in one ear and out the other, because most of it doesn't have the ability to um, make a change in the subconscious mind. But if you have something where you're offering a course where, um, again, you know, somebody likes you as a speaker, they may buy your book, they may be kind of a fan, but if you have a course going on and newsletters and all kinds of things, they become maybe a a follow of yours and eventually perhaps a protege because there were people that either took my consumer courses or they heard that eventually went on to study with and want to follow in my footsteps so this is how you develop also these long-term relationships so really for your listeners i do um recommend you know having a course and and certainly it's something i'm because i so respect the entrepreneur having been one my life you know i'm more than willing to set up a complimentary exploratory call with anybody who contacts you know, and we Hour calls, you know, if, if this is a business
0: model that would work for you. Yeah, that would be great. Well, you know, we're talking about maybe some some ideas that people haven't really heard of, you know, going in, working with, with groups where you can get engagements in multiple places, mm-hmm. offering your course, you know, as a as a bulk sale. You know, that's those are some great ideas. What would you say is your favorite strategy to get brand new clients?
1: Well, I, I think really getting out there for me, I know that every time that I go to speak, whether it's book sales or, or people who want to coach or have therapy with, um, is, is getting myself out there in some way, whether it is
0: through a summit, you know, that's online or physically getting out. So just building relationships, networking, just getting yourself out there to be seen. Well, and I think Facebook too, I, you know, Facebook used to be different. They changed
1: it a lot in the last few years because they found they could make other revenues just by limiting, you know, the amount of people that could your feed. But I had built this organic following of about 10,000 people and I, you know, I, I created a lot of really good materials on there and I had people actually coming from my Facebook page too. So that's another way too.
0: You've been in business for quite a long time, not just the online space, but mm-hmm. even even before that. What would you say for someone that's just getting started out, what do you think the first step should be for some new coach? Or maybe even what do you wish you had done first as a new coach?
1: Well, I, I think that you anybody starting out to be self-employed has to really dig inside. If you go to my Website and look and put in the search permission levels. That is kind of something I work with people is to find out what your permission levels really are in terms of allowing yourself that much freedom. Because if you don't on an internal level, believe in yourself that way, it's better to know that because otherwise you set yourself up to fail. And again, that adds on to that whole Array of ways that you can beat yourself up. So I'd say figure out whether you believe yourself enough and have those permission levels before you get started, or find a way that you can work part time because it is quite something to be totally self-employed and in charge of your own hours. Way.
0: Yes, absolutely. I know a lot of people uh, have big ideas about being able to be their own boss, but then when it comes down to it, either they don't have the right mindset or they don't have the right Work ethic, but it just ends up that they, they kind of spin in circles mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't, well, know, don't know what to do first or. It's,
1: yeah, it's hard having that. To, it's, it's hard. I've been self employed since I was in my mid 20s, and you have to have a certain amount of, of, of discipline, of course, but you have to believe in yourself. And and learn to value yourself um and put that value as a coach, you know, you're going to decide what your time is worth, you know, in increments, whether your sessions are fifteen minutes, 45 minutes, or an hour and a half, you have to decide what you're worth and you have to know that inside of yourself you feel that worth because it's just gonna explode sooner or later. You can start out with a good practice, but if you really ultimately don't believe in yourself, you
0: will possibly do something to sabotage um your own growth. So figuring out if you're in the right mindset, is a good first step for people? I think it's a very important first step. And um, being even part of some
1: sort of a mastermind group would be great. That's even something I've been thinking of as maybe starting a mastermind um, for coaches. I think hearing from other people sharing your experiences, having community, you know, when you are self-employed, you lose that peer group um, from people that you work with. So I think finding a peer group is important and never feeling that any coach is your company. Plenty of room. It's a wide open field still. Uh, one might think it's saturated. Uh, nothing is saturated,
0: even yourself, because again, what's are ready, will appear. Yeah, those are all great suggestions. You know, this has really been good. Um, I've enjoyed this conversation so much today. Well, thank you. I've
1: enjoyed having the conversation with you.
0: We're gonna finish up now with final five rapid fire questions. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable?
1: Meditation. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's something I resisted for so long. And uh, it it, it really, you hear it all the time. But even if you even if you just learn to do, you know, I start people out with this thing called the 20 breaths. And I I told myself, if I could do that every day for a year, that I could then build a meditation practice out of it. And and I I did. So so I think it's important.
0: Yeah, that's something I don't know that I could sit still for 20 breaths, or rather, sit my mind still for 20 breaths. That's something to work towards, for sure.
1: Well, absolutely. And and it's not something I mean, I, I I literally for probably like 30 years tried to create it as a daily habit. And it took me that long, but I did it. And it did make a difference because below all that chatter of our mind, there really is in the essence of yourself. And that is we start to really get past all that, um, you know, the inner critic. And it's just an important skill, finding a way to quiet yourself down, even if it's going to a yoga class, uh, or just sitting and having having a meal and making it very mindful, just doing something mindful. I've written some, some articles for Huffington Post on mindfulness too. So, uh, and I try to make things real practical because I do understand. I live in a head
0: and I know how difficult it
1: is. <laughs> I've <laughs> had this head for a long time. So,
0: <laughs> What is one quality that you feel every successful coach needs to develop? Boundary. Mm, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. I think you, you know, sometimes the people that I tend to, Associate with are not the people that don't understand other people's boundaries. It's usually that they don't understand. They don't know how to set their own boundaries, number one, and then to enforce them. So Mm. you, you need to know that because if you're a coach and you're a positive person and you don't know how to protect yourself, I even have, we even have a whole teleconference on this at the uh, academy. It's called spiritual hygiene. You, you literally have to know how to keep people From um, you know, putting straws into you energetically and sucking you dry, or learning how to break those cords too.
0: That sounds intense.
1: (laughs) Well, but it's true. If you're a positive person, you know, you know, you might you sound like a very positive person. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to you know just latch on to you and take all your energy, and they will if you allow them. So the boundaries really.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Uh, Recommend one book that's had a big impact, either on your business or on your life.
1: Well, I'm very spiritual. I think that's obvious, Mm -hmm. you know, from what we've spoken about, and there is a book that Kind of discovered a couple years ago and I say that because I, I'm at a point in my life where I read everything on my tablet app, on my Kindle app because it's easier you know with backlighting and, and changing the font and it's a book that kind of showed up and it's called the I am discourses by Godfrey Ray King and it's uh it's kind of maybe along the line of um, course of miracles although very different and I literally I, I discovered this or it discovered me in June July to go and I'm on my almost done with my six book and we're talking about a book that is like 350 pages it was so important that i knew that i was just going to have to read it over and over and over again and it's again it's very spiritual and i'm working harder and harder on understanding just like um tell hard to chardin said we're we're not we're not humans that happen to be having a spiritual experience we're spirits that happen to be having a human experience
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without.
1: I started my business, um, you know, with the, when I had the Facebook growing. I I I I did memes, and I think memes are really great. You know, I'm actually writing uh, an article for Huffington Post right now about mindfulness and memes. And so I think creating your own memes. I know there's something called Canva, which I haven't used, but I love PicMonkey. So I would go into like a photo sharing where I could um, use photos, providing I would give the um, the reference. And I think that was from Comp. I think it's called C O M P F I G H T. But there's something called PicMonkey. And so I would take the picture um, and I would make memes. This was for the Rough Fusion Living. Now we changed the name to Natural Wellness Academy on my Facebook page. So all of those hundreds of memes that I created, I can't use uh, for, well, I can use them, but they're not going to refer people. So I think that's a really great, I think having, figuring out what your message is and creating it, because I know that I, when I go through Facebook, I'm going real quickly, but I'll stop and I'll look at them. And I have to say, Nalette, that there have been memes that have, uh, they're almost, almost been life change for me. So I think that's a nice resource, you know, is is create good content. And that's that's a great way to do it.
0: Right. Good shareable content that people will get something out of and hopefully share and and spread your message a little further.
1: They'll remember you. If you give them something that really made them stop and think, they'll remember you um, favorably. And and they have to see you something like seven times, but you're going to have made that first impression to them.
0: That's a good suggestion. Finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? Uh, What social platforms are you on the most? And what's your website? OK, so if you if you go to Facebook, Natural Wellness Academy, you know, by all means, that's
1: a way to contact me on um, on my on Twitter. i I'm more of the other. It's it's I design e-courses on Twitter, but I don't do as much on Twitter. And my websites are, are really good ways to contact me. Um, Dr. LJ's Natural Wellness, the easiest and fastest way to get in there. The shortcut is just DRLJS, DrLJs.com without any any punctuation, just drljs.com. And then if you're interested in in um kind of seeing what I do and want maybe want to talk to me about course development or just pick my brain for a half an hour, go to designmycourse.com. As a matter of fact, you can even take a little um it's still a work in progress, but we're really excited about kind of new generation of courses, call it clickability and kind of go through that one and just get some ideas from that too.
0: Oh, cool. That's great. Well, I will be sure to put all of those links and all of the recommendations on the show notes page. LJ, this has been a really great conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you for having me and I'm excited about your podcast and I can't wait to recommend it.
0: Well, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website where you can grab the show notes, check out all the resources and links to our guests' website and social sites. And be sure to join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.